And that's called the gate of mystery. And this is the ability to know just by knowing. It's not through logic. It's, it's about knowing the unknowable and about reaching towards the wise in life. And it's almost like trying to figure out how to transmit your knowingness without the benefit of logic. It's like you just know. You just know things. And there's a lot more in your chart that we'll get into that's like, you know who you are and you know what's right for you in a way that you don't have to prove and in a way that is radically different than you've been taught. Like trusting yourself in this process and especially moving into the new year and and just in knowing like everything that you've done so far and trusting yourself in your own journey is huge. And you're only going to continue to do that and everything's just going to keep, keep moving. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily Feichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate, and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two. And with that said, let's thrive. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and wow, it is actually halfway through January by now, if you're listening to this in chronological order, I guess, and I'm just a little shocked, to say say the least. Time has been moving slow, yet fast, I guess depending on the week and what I'm doing and what's up. But it's just been a weird start to the year. I don't know. It feels that way to me. I know there's been some weird energy and all that astrological stuff. So if you're into that, if you're not, oh well. (laughs) So last week, January 14th, was my birthday. I turned the big 2-0. I'm entered in the roaring 20s and I celebrated appropriately for it. So listen up. Okay, so I'm going to explain what I did to celebrate my big 20th birthday and welcome in the roaring 20s. I woke up at 5 a.m., did my journaling, journaling, did a 30-minute bar class, made my favorite smoothie bowl, which, by the way, is a vanilla smoothie bowl made with banana base, and then I had chocolate sweet potato brownies on top and cacao nibs, and it's just like a dream come true. I rushed off to a massage that I was late to. That felt very good, though. Came home, posted on the Instagram, did podcast work, walked in the sunshine with my dog, made a dope-ass lunch, ate my birthday cake, worked on the podcast some more, went in an infrared sauna for a bit, drank a root beer Olipop, which if you don't know what that is, it's like this amazing, I think it's prebiotic, one of those. It's really good for your gut. The ingredients are amazing, and it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a soda, but it's not, and it's really good for you. has like nine grams of fiber, but only like two grams of sugar, and they're naturally occurring, which is important for me because I I don't have anything against sugar, but like I don't want to be drinking a drink that gives me like all my sugar rush for the day when I have birthday cake to eat, you know? Anyway, so I drank that while watching Netflix and making dinner, and then my best friend from the West Coast, Kaylee, she was on the podcast mid-December for our Christmas Spectacular. She called, and that just finished the night off so well. But then, it kept going. (laughs) Because after I finished dinner, 
and had more cake because obviously you have to eat birthday cake twice on your birthday. I baked some more stuff, did some kitchen work, and right before I was about to put my phone away for the night and just be done, I just randomly like flicked on Instagram real quick and for some reason I checked my notifications, which like I wouldn't do usually that late at night because like there's nothing going on typically for my posts at least. And I saw that freaking Jordan Younger of the Balanced Blonde had followed me and then commented happy birthday to me. And I am trying to rein my voice in right now so that I don't blow into the red of my microphone. As in like I don't go too high pitch because literally even talking about it now, I get such a surge of like, oh, like angel singing. This is amazing. I literally started dancing in my kitchen My brother was not amused and he just kind of asked me like what I was doing. My dad was asleep in like the other room watching TV or something and he woke up and I was just like talking a mile a minute. I was so excited and for some context, if you don't know who she is, she's just, I don't even know how to explain her. She's like everything, a blogger, podcaster, YouTuber, like this amazing expansive human being and I've followed her for years and although like I don't agree with everything she says, just, like, I don't agree with everything anybody says. I just, like, who she is at a soul level is just, like, an amazing human being, and I met her over the summer at this, like, event I went to, and then, um, I, like, when I did my New Year's Eve, like, 2019 recap, I tagged her in the picture I got with her from the event, and she's, like, oh, this is so sweet, like, I remember you, which, like, I didn't know if she actually did, probably not, But then she's like, I just have a feeling in 2020, we'll be like reconnecting and meeting. And I was like, bless up. I sure hope we do. And then I don't know how in the hell she found me on my birthday and decided to follow me. So I don't know. That's just like the best birthday gift ever to me. And I'm not trying to like come off as like bragging or cocky. I just like, it just made me happy. And you guys, I'm sure, are up for a good story. So that's my, (laughs) that's my birthday story. But anyway, so it was very random and amazing. And sorry, that was a lot, honestly, but what a day. So, and it's actually perfect, though, that this episode is coming out after my birthday in my birthday month and that I shared that story because this is a very deep dive, a full reading into my human design chart with my dear friend and previous podcast guest, Katie Calder. So it just, this episode gets wild. I'm talking wild. It's as though she's reading my soul and then I'm broadcasting my soul to you all. So enjoy it. (laughs) No, but it, it is fun because, so if you're unfamiliar with human design, I always explain it kind of as though it's understanding your soul, who we are, and why we act the way we do, all that, before the conditioning of society changes us. So, think you're born into this world as an innocent little baby, and then from the day you're born, you have things put on you, conditioned, conditioning done by parents and friends and the world and society and everything. So, Katie explains it much better, so just hold tight and (laughs) she'll give her entire breakdown of it. What makes this episode so special, though, is that it's not about what each human design is, which we've already done that. You can go back and find it. This is a reading of my chart. So it's very unique to me. It's similar to an astrological chart in that sense of 
asking for your birthday, your birth time, your full name, all that information. And it creates this unique chart that no one else in the world has the same of. And that's what Katie reads. And she reads it through her knowledge of these numbers and symbols and placements and colors and a very acquired skill set that she busted her ass off to learn through and through and has now been able to make a living off of it. Well, it's like part of her work, part of her passion. It's like what lights her up currently in this world. So because of that, we go very deep. And what's fun is that she says a lot of things that might not seem like so groundbreaking at first, but then you listen to me explain from my viewpoint and it's like, oh, wow, damn. Okay, that's why that makes sense. And it's suddenly connected to this big thing that happened in my life that nobody knows about or this emotion that I've never expressed. And it's just like, woo, it is not hocus pocus for any of you skeptics out there. It's just so next level. There's no way someone could make this up. And I believe in it firmly. Like, if you're skeptical, that's okay. Like, I just ask you to listen with an open mind. But I'm like 110% ship this. So... I loved it, you know. But as just a little sneak peek and a few of the things that we discuss about me, and then also these are things that I think could relate to almost anybody in life, so that's why this is such a powerful episode that I want to release. But anyway, we go into how it's the fact that I live on an emotional freaking roller coaster, and I think a lot of us do. She explains, though, what this means, and basically it's kind of like the idea, I need to give myself more time for decisions, for planning, for all of that, because I need to ride out everything on an emotional wave. So you'll hear us go into depth in this, but it's kind of like the idea of why one day I plan five podcast interviews for the next week. By the by, three days later, I'm from an emotional high down into an emotional low. And I suddenly feel like canceling all of those because I don't think I can do it. But then just as I'm about to cancel them, I'm kind of at a new point on the emotional wave where I'm like, eh, maybe I can do it. And then by the time the podcast episodes come around, I'm full-blown back to the top of the emotional wave ready to go. She explains it a lot better and then you'll be able to see how you can relate that to your own life. I can trust more in people and the universal timing of things. We discuss the strength of my intuition, what this means. We discuss the gate of mystery, which is so fun, and what that says about my eerie sense of just knowing things. And if you know me, like know me in real life, you know I know things before anybody else. It's creepy sometimes, and this episode really helped me um, learn to trust those feelings a bit more, and they haven't let me down. At one point, she's explaining how I'm a story keeper, And people are naturally attracted to telling me their stories or what's on their mind. And I'm basically the keeper of their stories in a sense, which is so funny because this recording was before, it was like back in December and it was before anyone, like no one, not even my closest friends knew I was rebranding the podcast as holistic storytelling. So then we start recording and she's talking about all this, as you'll hear in the episode, she's talking about all this. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, Katie, you just gave me chills. You don't even know like how much this relates and I tell her at all. So stars unite, this was all meant to be. And then we conclude with a bit about how much of an empath I am. And you'll hear a little bit about my cats in this too and how (laughs) cats were drawn to me. It's funny, but anyway, 
I'm just, I'm like an empath with an extra side of empath with a little bit more empath drizzled over top. And I'm sure many of you can relate. So it's just fun because with these topics, she's explaining how they relate to me, but in reality, they can relate to anyone. When you hear this and you're like, oh, that's so me, listen to what she advises me and then maybe implement that into your own life. And so, yeah, it's just amazing. And you can find your own human design online. So, like, I'm a generator. You can find what you are online. I'll include a link in the show notes. And then if you want, like, a full chart reading like this, unless you know how to read your chart, you can't do it. That's why I found Katie, and I just, I wanted you to hear her in this so that you know, like, if this is something that interests you, you know how she structures the things. You'll know almost what to expect. Like, you can expect a very in-depth, worth-your-money reading. So, to learn more about what she offers, about human design, and just about Katie in general, because she is such a, like, rainbow light joy in my life. Those are some odd descriptors, but it's true. Like, she's just otherworldly, so I adore her. And you can find her on Instagram at the Human Design Lady. I'll have that linked. And also her account at Katie Calder underscore. I said underscore weird there. Wow. But, um, and like I said, we have a previous episode, like seven back, I think, that's on all things just what human design is. So you can also listen to that. And you can find me at thrive underscore on life. And at Let's Thrive Podcast, I'd be happy to connect as always. And remember, I just appreciate the reviews, the rates, when you subscribe so much, when you share in your stories. And every now and then, I just pick a random review and I send you free stuff. So it takes five minutes to write a review, not even five minutes, let's be honest. And then you might win some free stuff that's worth like 30 plus dollars. So Just keep that in mind and just know that it really helps and I appreciate you. Without further ado, here's Katie. I don't know about you, but when it comes to the protein department, I struggle. As in, I want to be 100% plant-based, but I just can't do it. When I try to get my protein from beans, legumes, and eggs, my stomach is just a wreck. Cue my favorite and only protein powder, New Zest. Now, before you skip ahead, hear me out. I know protein powder can get a bad rap, but this one is different. Let me explain. New Zest is a 100% plant-based protein powder made from the highest quality European golden peas and provides the most protein source of all vegetable protein. Better yet, it contains all the essential amino acids our bodies need, making it easy to digest and no more bloating. That's it. I'm sold. No, but really. The reason I'm so in love with New Zest is because not only is it a safe, high-quality form of protein, more eco-friendly too, it's also the only blend to never give me bloat. Like never. Dream come true, am I right? And in case you're questioning this pea protein, rest assured, New Zest is completely transparent about sourcing. They found that in Europe, northern France to be exact, the soil, air, and water quality is ideal for growing and the process they use to isolate the protein from the peas is completely free of chemicals. Worry no more, this vegan protein powder is safe from all those nasty add-ins that oftentimes are snuck into other brands. My favorites are the Little Sipper Cacao Probiotic Protein Blend that's extra good for gut health and then after that I'd have to say it's the vanilla, which is truly amazing. 
They both make my smoothie bowls taste like dessert by adding a lightly sweet, fresh vanilla or chocolate flavor. I also use the Just Natural flavor for baking because it adds such great fluffy texture to all my baked goods while adding a boost of protein. No matter the variety, you can't go wrong. To try New Zest for yourself, simply go to their site and use code THRIVEONLIFE to save 15% on your order. That's THRIVEONLIFE, T-H-R-I-V-E-O-N-L-I-F-E, to save 15% off your order. You can get free shipping and have this deliciousness in your hands in no time at all. And as always, find me on Instagram at thrive underscore on life. If you have any questions or need a recommendation, I'd be happy to connect. Enjoy and tag us if you try. I'd like to start with, because we're recording this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We're going. <laughs> we're going. I'm so happy. Um, because I'm going to do this, like, even though we're recording for the podcast and mm-hmm. everything, this is, this is a session for you. This is a session that's just for you and you can share all of it. You can share what you want of it, but I'm going to treat it like a session. And for anyone listening, what I tell Emily based on her chart is not what's right for you or um, is not reflective of anything that's in your chart, because this is based on your birthday, your birth time, your birth location. And then you get this body graph. Right. And do you have it? Did I? Yeah, I just, I have it up on my other computer right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Because, you know, we have gone back and forth for finding the absolute perfect time to record this for probably, oh, definitely over a month. Um, And it's so funny that today is definitely the perfect time. So yeah, it it worked out. It worked out good. (laughs) It worked. It worked out perfectly. But in a session, I always start with everyone comes to get a reading to have a session for different reasons. And like no two sessions I have is the same. Of course, I'm going to go really deep into basically everything, but human design is never ending. And you can, you know, I coach and, and mentor people for months and months and months on their design and on living out different parts of their life through the design. So I always like to start with saying that I'm going to, I'm going to go deep, but if you were to come into this with anything that is like the main thing that you're looking to get out of it, what would that be? And it could be multiple things. (laughs) Okay. So I guess what I'm, currently searching for like if there was something I'm looking for right now it would be clarity on what I want in life and Mm -hmm. what my purpose is because I'm passionate about a lot of things but I don't quite yet know what my purpose is and I'd like to get some clarity on that and just you know overall understand myself better which I think would play hand in hand and then um Right now, what's going on is as I'm going, I have a lot of excitement for 2020 and I don't know what's causing it. I just feel like something's coming and I'm excited about that. But at the same time, it's back to that question of like, I don't know what direction to turn because I have a few different things I could do and I don't know what like path to take. So right now I'm like trying to figure out what's my top priority what do I prioritize? What do I lean into and focus on? And 
and I want to figure out my health. That's, that's another big goal of 2020. So those are like, I think what I'm, where I'm at right now, if that makes sense. Unless you, like, I can expand some more too, if you need me to. Yeah, we can continue because I want this to be a conversation too. Like, if that is me talking, you, you can chime in at any point, ask questions. Like, this is for you. Okay. Ultimately. So I want to make sure that it's for you that you get everything that you can and that you feel like it's a conversation. But we will absolutely touch on all of those things and you're tapping into the energy of the now. You know, I'm, I'm all about energy, but 2020 from like every ancient tradition of all time, it's like a huge year, a really, really big year. Yeah. And we just stepped into this 12-12 portal, which over the next 12 days, Basically, stuff from the past 10 years is all coming up to be, like, shown and looked at and released. And it's wow. really it's been really emotionally intense for a lot of people. A lot of stuff that you thought you dealt with has come back up. Just, it's been deep, 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 deep. And so whether you believe in energy and all this or not, like, you probably may be feeling stuff and know that. It's all perfectly timed and it's being released and we are quite literally wiping the slate clean. So this is going to, we're going to rock your world and change and have clarity, but also know that bring you home to yourself because ultimately what human design does is it gives you permission to be you without all the noise that you've been conditioned with, without all the fluff, without what society and parents and teachers and friends are telling you you need to do and really to tune in back with what's my unique way of navigating the world of making decisions of navigating my health of blah 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 insert all of these things and I think you're going to have I not only think but I know that you will have a strategy to move forward with this and then it's in your hands to try it out and to practice it and to notice where oh wait I knew this all along but all this noise was in the background working on me. So with that, we will begin. And if you are listening and you've downloaded your human design chart, you'll see this graph with a bunch of triangles and squares and lines and planets and numbers all over. It's very, very confusing. There's all this stuff. And so basically this whole chart, it combines all these different traditions, right? Eastern and Western astrology, the Chinese I Ching, Kabbalistic tree of life, quantum physics, biochemistry. And it gives you this blueprint of your unique energetic makeup that gives you permission to show up as your fullest and truest self. It helps us most efficiently fulfill our purpose in the way that works for us. And it's really a peek at our soul's contract. And within this life chart, you have these nine centers. So those are the triangles and the squares and they're either going to be colored in or they're white. And they're effectively like chakras and they regulate the flow of energy throughout our being. So when they're colored in, they're defined and those are consistent energy in your being. That's you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or they'll be undefined or open, which are white. And those are inconsistent. Those are areas that we can be the most wise, the most empathic, but there are also areas that we can amplify the other and take on other people. So they're, they're places that we look for where deep conditioning can be. And we're going to spend a bunch of time on, because 
Emily has every single center defined except for her spleen, which I kind of had a sense that you were going to have an open or undefined spleen to begin with. And so I'm, it, it, we're going to clear a lot of things up with that. But so you have all these centers and then you see all these lines in between these centers and some of them might connect two centers together. That's a channel. So channels, they connect the centers and they kind of enhance and shape and modify the energy into more precise qualities and traits. Um, if they're fully colored, they're active. If they're white or half colored, a half colored one is a gate. So those gates are at either end of the channel. There are 64 of them, and they represent aspects of your true nature, your DNA. And every single thing. Then we have all these planets on the side, and the planets all have numbers on them, and those correspond to certain gates, and it goes on forever and ever. There's so many more layers, but, and you don't have to know any of this. I just think it's helpful to like get a little bit of understanding of what we're looking at. Basically, it all says something about our true nature, our role in life, how our energy works in our body. And each person has the same channels and gates, but how they're colored in is different. And so final thing of just looking at the chart, you'll see some of those gates and channels are going to be red and some are going to be black. Anything that's black, those are conscious elements of our makeup. Those are things that we know, that we know about ourselves, that are ourselves based on our first breath of when we came into the world. And then anything that's red, those are more unconscious, those karmic things, those things that other people see in us that we might not as readily see in ourselves. And it's kind of like a tip of an iceberg versus what's underneath the surface. So all of that, it, there, it goes on and it's amazing and it's so deep and there's so much to say with it, but backtracking. The first thing you know, and we talked about this on your last podcast, if you know nothing is your type. And your energy type talks about how you use your energy in this world and how you specifically interact with the other and what the correct use of your energy is. And with that, knowing your type gives you a strategy of how to operate in this world. And most of us are not living according to our type and strategy. Most of us are conditioned deeply by the world and what we have to do and how we have to effectively use it. But we each have a very unique way of your energy. So the first place we start is your type. And what are you? You're a generator. You're part of the magical, I wanna say about between 33 and 38% of the world because percent, you know, babies are born every second. There are more generated, more, so somewhere in there, but you are a generator and generators are like these magical magnetic beings and beams of light that are literally here. Your purpose is to be lit up by what you love. It's literally to do what you love to do because generators, generator types are the only ones that actually came into work. But our conception of work is very flawed and skewed because for generators, it shouldn't feel like work, what they're doing. It should feel like play. Because when you are doing what you love, you literally get more energy to do that. And not only do you get more energy for yourself, 
but you also give others more energy because a lit up generator is like a light for the world. You're magnetic, you're sparkly, you're a magnet for opportunities. And the thing about that is what I see often with generators is because they have this capability to work and to hold stuff and to do, unlike a lot of other types, they often take on the things that aren't right for them. They, because they can, right? I can do this and I can go on that walk with a friend or I can answer that email. And these little things that aren't that hard, if they are not aligned with who you are, um, it's gonna drain you. It's gonna burn you out. It's gonna make you tired. They will be successful generators by using their strategy which is to respond. So what does this mean? Well, does it mean that I'm just sitting on the couch all day doing nothing because I'm just supposed to respond to life? Well, here's the thing. If you are a generator, because of your aura, because you have this sparkly magnetic aura that has the capability to do, all day, every day, you have things to respond to. Literally all day, every day, you are a magnet for opportunities. And they can look like this. It can look like your dad asking you to clean the dishes. It can look like your cat. I mean, cat isn't, that's not a great example, but still. Well, my cats ask a lot of me. <laughs> yes. I mean, they are, cats have human designs. Cats, you know, scratching at the door asking if it's open. It could be an email asking for a collaboration. It could be walking down the street and seeing something nailed to a signpost that says apply to this job. It could be a message saying, do you want to go to dinner this night? Literally all day, every day you have things to respond to. And so generators have all these things to respond to, but they haven't necessarily been conditioned or told how to correctly respond for them. This is where our authority comes in. Because if you are a generator and you're responding all day, every day to different things, and you're probably taking on things on your plate that aren't aligned to like what lights you up, little and big, as a manifesting generator myself, I find myself, my, my energy type is a little bit different, but there are, you know, things, emails, all this stuff. And if you just go on autopilot and do it, it's like totally drained, no energy. And you know, because I see you when you're in your magnetism and sparkly and like, especially when you're doing your podcast, it's like you have more energy to do it and you get so excited and lit up by it and driven to do more, right? But then when you're doing things that aren't aligned, it's like it can feel like a nightmare to even do the smallest task, right? Like writing an email can feel like torture. It can take all day. That's not a flaw. That's just you, your energy, right? So how do we change this? How do we know what's right for us and what's not right for us? Well, this is where your authority comes in. And human design, if you know nothing, again, you know your type, your strategy, and your authority. It's like everything goes back to type, strategy, authority. So type, generator, strategy, to respond. Authority is emotional. What does that mean? Not, not good. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining well, so all my emotions. Work as well, and, and you have, it's interesting because you have, um, one of your emotional waves is the same. So if you have emotional authority, which about 50% of the population does, and if you have your solar plexus center defined, which if you look at your life chart, 
it's the center to the farthest to the right, the triangle that is probably brown. If that is colored in brown, you have emotional authority. Okay. And so emotional authority, what does that mean? It means that your life operates on a consistent emotional wave all day, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That is you. Your emotions are your own and they are very real and they're also your source of truth. But having emotional authority, we are taught, backtracking a little bit, we're all taught that the mind is where we make decisions for. We need to mentally process things and you know, make uh, decisions that are logical and that we think about hard. But human design, if it teaches you anything, anything at all, if you go away with only one thing from this, the mind is never the authority. Your mind never has the source of truth. Your mind is really, really good at analyzing the other and helping the other person through situations and looking outward, but it's really, really bad at knowing ourselves. And you have a very active mind, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but your emotions are your source of truth. So what does that mean? What does it mean that my emotions are my source of truth? Well, <laughs> uh, this is this changed my life. This changed my life. When you have emotional authority, and especially with the emotional waves that you have, you literally do not have truth in the now. Like you don't have truth in the present moment. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> but because your life works on this emotional wave, you should not make decisions when you are emotionally high or emotionally low have to wait for neutrality and so i'll give an example let's say that i always give this example like i say emily let's go for a walk and you're really excited like like yeah katie just texted me to go for a walk like i'm so excited yes and you said it immediately and you're in this really high emotional wave and then your wave starts to dip and you're like huh and then it comes back up a little bit you're like ah. and then it finds neutrality and you're like wait I don't want to go on a walk, but you already told me yes. So then this is where the generator gets in the shoulds and that I should do this. And I would, oh, I'm going to be a terrible friend if I don't. And, oh, I already committed. And so I'll just follow through even though I know I really don't want to. And it's, and it creates this whole cycle of being in what we call the not self in human design, which for a generator is frustration. And when you feel aligned, it's satisfaction. But this probably happens all day, every day when you're not consciously aware. And it happens in these little tiny moments, right? It's like agreeing to go take a phone call for 15 minutes or agreeing to answer the phone, like little tiny things. And, and your authority, your strategy, that, not your authority, your strategy and your type has to do with the other. So the responding has to do with the other. And I want to make that very, very clear because if you're a generator and you want to start a business, you don't have to wait for like the business to be, to say, start me. Like it's never going to start itself. You can just do it. But if you want to start a business with me, there needs to be something to respond to, right? That we mutually respond to. Mm -hmm. um, but with your authority, so when you're making these decisions, it is so important that you give yourself time. Emotional authority, time is your best friend. 
And you'll probably have noticed, like I am a key example in my business of using my emotional authority and I don't use it at all times. And I notice when I don't, and then I slap myself because I know that it was incorrect. Like I know when I make just making decisions on a high emotional wave or it's easier to not when you're in a low emotional wave because usually you just, it's like nothing sounds good. It's more the challenge usually comes with committing to things that you don't want to do. Personal example, when I book um, human design sessions, I give this example all the time. I, I only book about a week in advance, max. Sometimes they don't even have schedules until like a couple days because I don't know how I'm going to feel in a week. What if I find myself in a deep emotional low and someone had booked a session and then I show up totally not, not in my best self? Or what if it was a yes and then it was a no? Like I need to give myself that time to know, yeah, I'm going to be, that's going to be a great time. Like tonight, tonight was a great time. Yeah. But if I book myself three months in advance and then all of a sudden one day what if I don't even want to do human design sessions anymore what if I totally shifted that is going to cause so much dysfunction and so many problems in my being this is where a lot of generators and manifesting generators have really intense gut issues because we commit to things that we should or we take on things that aren't aligned and our gut is our power and it's just waiting to be used towards something that's right and it and we're not we're not listening so the first step with this is realizing that nothing is as necessary in the moment or is as urgent as we believe and i know this through practicing it lack mentality is present in most people in some way that if i don't do this now then nothing else is going to come if I don't schedule out three months in advance, then I'm not going to have money. If I don't, or no one will want to come. If I don't commit to this, then they are not going to want to be my friend anymore, or I'm not going to have friends, or I'm going to lose out in some sense, right? So with that, it's shifting the narrative and knowing, oh no, by honoring myself, I'm creating space for the opportunities that are most aligned with me. And by honoring my unique decision-making style and my energy, I'm allowing everything that I need to flow to me. And it's, it's, it requires so much trust. And there's a lot about trust in your design. Um, I'm just going to jump here right now because sometimes I, I'm, <laughs> I'm told, I'm pinged to, to jump, but you have a bunch in your design that just like, you just know. So your conscious sun, which is the most important gate in your entire chart is gate 61. And if you want to know the most important gate in your chart, look on the side, you'll have all those red numbers with those planet signs and those, uh, those black numbers. If you look at the top right, the black, the circle with the dot in it. It's for you, it's a 61.4. 61 is the most important gate in your chart. And that's called the gate of mystery. And this is the ability to know just by knowing. It's not through logic. It's, it's about knowing the unknowable and about reaching towards the wise in life. And it's 
almost like trying to figure out how to transmit your knowingness without the benefit of logic. It's like, you just know, you just know things. And there's a lot more in your chart that we'll get into. That's like, you know who you are and you know what's right for you in a way that you don't have to prove and in a way that is radically different than you've been taught. Like trusting yourself in this process and especially moving into the new year and and just in knowing like everything that you've done so far and trusting yourself in your own journey is huge. And you're only going to continue to do that and everything's just going to keep keep moving. But now I'm going back to the emotional authority. (laughs) No truth in the now. So what do we do? What do you mean no truth in the now? So I'm never going to make decisions. So you wait for until you're about between 65 and 85% sure about something. That's what I say. Because sometimes I think people with emotional authority, especially the wave that you have, because you have this wave that's like super wavy. Um, when you have that, it's like, you're never going to be a hundred percent sure in everything and anything. Some people are, if you have sacral authority, it's like an aha uh-huh or an aha uh-uh immediately. If you have a spleen, splenic authority, you'll get these pings that'll just be knowings. And you have, your gut does work. You have a defined ego. You have a defined, um, throat and identity. So you have these secondary levels of knowing, but your key, your truth, where you make decisions is in your emotions. That makes sense. Yeah, because like when you were talking about booking sessions Mm -hmm. and the same way with podcasting, like I feel so bad because I, I mean, and I do have a lack mentality because if I don't book these guests when I can or when, when they can, because they're the ones whose schedule I have to work around. I mean, you know, like it's between both of us, but ultimately I'm asking them to donate their time. So if they want to record on said date, if I can make it work, like I'm going to make it work. Well, like you said, day of, I might be having the worst day and it's hard to create, like, I swear to God, the best podcast episodes are ones where my energy is like, is like, if you go into something with negative energy, as you know, like it's not going to come out good no matter what, like, it's just going to go flat. And so I feel so bad when that happens. Yeah, It's like, I can't, but what I've noticed is that lately, if I have a, something scheduled, um, and I'm just not feeling it, I'll be thinking in my head, like the night before or the morning of like, I shouldn't have scheduled that. What did I do? I swear to God, the last eight times, uh, they, they cancel suddenly, like something pops up and that wasn't even including yours. Like, that was happening a lot with us, but like this was with other guests and it would just be the most random shit coming up and they'd have, we'd have to like reschedule and it always worked out, but like, it was just so crazy. And like what you said about the mystery and like trusting that makes a lot of sense. Like I had my astrological chart read and she basically said like the same thing. And that just hit home. Cause as I was telling her, like, I don't know, I've been the friend where like, I'll just have this knowing of like, so-and-so broke up and it's like, I send him a text and it's like, Hey, he's like, you know, I don't outright say it, but I'll kind of hint around like, how's everything going? And lo and behold, like, I'm always right. Or like, I'll have a feeling that so-and-so is pregnant or like, I don't know. It's 
so weird. And like, it wasn't so intuitive. You have no idea. (laughs) Like, and that just feels right. Like that feels right when you say it. And like this past, probably like six months is when I really started to like pick up on that. So -hmm. now it's kind of fun to see like, am I right? You know what I mean? Like if like trying, like starting to identify that so that I can see like when I'm like, almost like tapping into that. So yeah, that all makes like, as you could see, I was smiling the whole time because it all makes so much sense. <laughs> like you it, hit me. You, and, and it's so funny, I want to say, because I don't know if I ever told you this. This was, I mean, th- we've definitely been trying to reschedule this episode for like a month and a half at least because I remember it was a Friday morning and I was in California at the time. I was there for about two weeks and we had scheduled, probably rescheduled a number of times to do it that morning. And I felt horrible. I was going to email you like, I can't do it today. And part of me was like, oh, I keep, I feel so bad. I keep, because you know, again, don't ever feel bad about honoring your energy because mm-hmm. this is energy exchange and you're helping the other person just as much as they're helping you, regardless of if you believe that is or not. It's an energy exchange and what you have to say and what you bring and you're just wanting and like really holding that person's energy and, and wanting to be with them in this space is huge. And so don't doubt the value and, and what you bring, but also when it's a no, it's a no, because I was going to cancel on you and then you canceled on me. And I was like, yes, I don't have to be the one that cancels this time because I always am. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not only an emotional authority, I'm a manifesting generator, which we're like the flightiest of all, which is really why I don't book too far in advance. But, but really, if you have emotional authority, which about half of you, if you're listening, do, you don't have truth in the now. And we're told that we need to commit and we need to know. And I promise you, when I have shifted my life to be living based on this authority, the things that fall into place, the opportunities that are meant for you will never miss you. If you say no to the things that are not right for you, the right that gives space for the universe to put something in your lap that is beyond your wildest dreams. And it's, and is that so aligned thing that you couldn't have conjured up because you're scared that nothing's going to come if I say no to this, but wait, it's going to actually just be a more perfect time then like right now, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And, and I'm going to just jump around your chart. Cause sometimes I have, it's interesting because I'm a MG because I'm a manifesting generator, which you can listen to Emily's other podcasts. If you <laughs> haven't hear all about the other types it's like my way of doing sessions is never the same. So I have, I always am like, okay, I want to get through all these things, but then suddenly the conversation changes and I need to move into this area of the chart and I'm guided to this area. So you have this dis- defined identity, this, this sense of self that you've always known who you are, regardless of if you know that or feel that you've always known who you are and that um, had somewhat of a direction and you don't need to know your purpose necessarily at all. But you know who you are and you have this gate, gate 10. And let me see where it is in your chart. Which oh, I see it. It's in the, uh, it's in your identity center, but it's in your Mars um, as the planet, which just provides a whole other layer. And Mars is your opportunity for growth. And Mars does, and so all the planets in human design have slightly different meanings from astrology. So if you know astrology and the meanings of the planets there, they're slightly different in human design. 
And so this is your unconscious Mars too. So this is what other people see in you, um, but you might not see in yourself. And so it's amazing to have this awareness. Uh, but it's your opportunity for growth and it can be immature with the lessons of growth until they're taken in as wisdom, right? And shared as wisdom. Uh, and, and it's like, not detriment, but, but when, it's, when it's unaware. And so you have gate 10, which is one of four love gates, we call them. There are these four love gates. And the universe's intention for you is literally self-love and love of life itself. This is your opportunity for growth in the unconscious side of it. And it allows you to withstand all the bumps along the road if you stay true to yourself and your wisdom and your trust in life. And this is where I wanted to get with the trust. Now everything is coming together. I'm like, trust. The 61 was not what I was thinking about with the trust. Now I'm remembering it's the 10. <laughs> um, and in your element, like this is you, this is what you might not see in yourself, but you are, have this unique individual expression of yourself and a self-respect that's unafraid of what other people think. This is who you are deep down. Um, but your behavior, especially under pressure, is very dependent on a sliding scale of self-worth. So happiness, self-love, self-respect, and sharing and teaching others that through your own being is really dependent too on being in line with your authority. Um, conditioning from the outside world from just growing up might have tainted your trust in yourself and being comfortable in your own skin and your self-expression. Like, but you know what's right and wrong for you and have in incredible integrity in what you do. So 10 really represents this journey of a love for life and a love for yourself and behaving in a way that's good for you and for you only. And this is, it's not like a selfish way. It's just that this is, especially because it's your unconscious Mars, it's like trusting that you know, trusting that you know yourself so deeply and trusting that it's okay to express yourself as yourself, right? And does that make sense? Yeah, I was actually just thinking of the post I did like two days ago about how I took like my first eight months off college Mm -hmm. uh, and didn't, I couldn't, I didn't work cause I just, my health was so bad. Yeah. And I don't know, like a lot of times I'll just feel selfish for like what I'm doing because I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's just something I'm, you know, trying to work through, but it's like, I feel it's selfish. The mind yeah, you know. Cause it's, it's like the conditioning of like, I should be like doing the respectable thing of going to college and getting a regular job. But here I am like, trying to do my own thing. And I like, to me, it feels selfish because I see others struggling through college, struggling to get an actual job. And here I am like in my own little world doing my own little thing, but like it feels right. So as you were saying that I could identify like that, I do feel that, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not <laughs> here. I am like, I'm still doing my own thing. So it's like, I don't, yeah, I see both sides of that, but that, that does. Hit. But it's also not you. So like you don't have, um, with the struggle idea, like this 20, the 28, 38 channel, you don't have that at all. You don't have the 28 or the 38 and you definitely don't have the full channel. It's called the channel of struggle, which is like this champion of individuality that 
you know, takes on all the different struggles and things like this is, that's not your path this lifetime, but you might feel when you're around people who have that, you might amplify that. And of course we all, we all have conditioning in ways. I mean, I, I've been staying in one of my job, my, my main job for far longer than I should. And it's causing lots of gut issues. It's causing lots of health issues. And I know that I know my design and I know that I'll have a perfect time to leave, which will be soon, but we know, and, but we, we worry about society or family or peers or friends and like what other people think, which ultimately in the end doesn't really matter. And we know that when we see other people, right? Like when you see someone else really defying and what it is they were told and following their path, how inspiring that is and how much you give others permission to do that by really trusting yourself. Like you so aligned with being a generator because you knew you said college was making you sick too, right? Or I mean, that might've not yeah, been well, no, like, when, you sick, but you but were getting very sick. When I got there, um, it was like alarmingly worse and wow. it wasn't like, I was fine there. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I liked the campus. I had friends. So it wasn't like I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I just felt so wrong. Like I've never felt like, so this is wrong in my life. Like I, I could have like thrown up from just feeling like I don't, I shouldn't be here. Like it was, it was insane. I always say that's like my first intuitive hit. And I didn't even know what it was at the time until I got home. Like, yeah, that's like your pig regenerator. That's your, well, that's where everything was bad. Like, it was yeah. bad. I like, I could have been hospitalized. <laughs> so yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. It is so real. And your gut will not lie. Your gut and your emotions are not going to lie. Um, but it's fascinating too, because you, I'm just sticking with the identity center, which is that yellow one that's lit up for you in the middle. It's the one that looks like a diamond on your chart. And you have 1333, which gate 13 is one of my favorite gates in the entire human design chart. But having this full channel, which links your identity, who you are, with your place for expression, for manifestation. The throat is incredibly powerful. It actually has the most gates on it of all of the charts. So it has all these different ways of speaking. But you have your identity, who you are connected to your ability to speak in the, the actual like the individual expression of this channel, it's called the prodigal. It's a leadership channel and it provides direction and creative guidance and sense of purpose for others just by being around you and speaking and being, and you literally allow people to know who you are and inject purpose into their life. The work that you're doing with this, you like, you don't even know this, but you are an amazing listener and also a talkative witness. Like you're able to hold space and also speak in a way that um, helps steer people and projects and guide. And you find your voice through experiences and speaking through experience, which offers incredible wisdom because it's so authentic. And you also are very, very careful about assimilating your experiences before like transitioning them into wisdom and transforming them into wisdom. And so the way that you speak and what you speak has incredible power and is incredibly wise because it's real. And because you don't just blurt out to blurt out you, because you have a defined throat, 
you'll actually notice that people who don't have defined throats, they'll sometimes be the ones that are totally overpowering the conversation and just talk all the time or they won't talk at all. But people with defined throats have a consistent way about speaking. I have a defined throat. And so we kind of speak consistently. We're able to find our voice in situations, but we also know when not to talk. And that's consistent. And you have this, this quality, like gate 13 is the gate of the listener. Actually, want to look at where that is in your chart. Gate 13 is Neptune. Um, you, you just like are there for people and you, and people will tell you their stories. People, I don't know if you feel this, but people like random people might come up to you with this gate and you don't even know them and they'll like tell you their entire story, life story. And you're kind of like, wow, this happens all the time to me. But that's, that's a quality that you have. It's a part of your aura. And it's incredibly powerful because you are like a story keeper, can read people like a book. Um, you can grasp situations uh, at probably a far more profound level than most people can. And uh, people really seek reassurance from you and they recognize they recognize what you bring not only as like that friend and that confidant, but someone that can hold their stories and share them and, and share your own for wisdom. So the fact that you have a podcast that you're speaking, that you're using your voice is huge and it's a really, really powerful aspect of you. And don't, don't take it lightly because it, you are a leader and you are a leader through this direction, creative guidance, injecting a sense of purpose through your own. It's so funny you're saying that. That's why I was smiling so much. I'm currently rebranding the podcast. So it's going to have the same name. But as part of my new brand for me and for the podcast, uh, my brand artist came up with this and I, I absolutely fell in love with it. But she gave me, so over my brand of Let's Thrive, I have it's a little tagline and it says holistic storytelling. Mm. And so I was like, that's so true. Like I love like, I, I don't interview for facts, you know, like, I'm not interviewing a bunch of, like, uh, you know, like, I'm not, like, fact, fact, fact. I'm more, like, give me your story. Like, I want to wind and weave this into something. And that just felt so true. I was like, oh, I love that, like, holistic storytelling. Like, I'm a holistic storyteller. That's, like, what I am. And so when you started saying all that about a story, it's like, yeah, oh. <laughs> literally, oh, because you have, I mean, I'm looking at the other gates, so we're going to move up to your throat just really briefly because this 1333, which goes from your identity up to your throat, you also have gate 33, which is con 31, sorry, which is conscious, and you also have gate 62. And 31 is called democracy, and it's this, it's another leadership gate, and it's this highly influential and impactful person. This is a very powerful gate. Um, and you influence and encourage all others to achieve their personal goals, universal goals. And mainly what I think about with this gate is there's an authority to your voice that's very hard to ignore. What you say is logical, but also based on experience. You're a natural director. You convey a sense of leadership, though, that others can rely on. And you express yourself as someone that understands what can happen, understands what should happen next, why these people are, are good directors, good leaders, good at guiding projects. Um, something very, very important from Gate 31 is that you speak from your own independent view of reality, though. 
because that's where the authority comes from. And then gate 62 is also this very authoritative and compelling voice as you speak. And, and when I say authoritative, I think some people have negative constructs around that. There's nothing wrong with authoritative. It's just like you have an authority to your voice and your audience is very assured by the authenticity in your voice. Um, you have a really, really broad understanding of things. And when you speak, it's from experience in a way that's like very wise beyond your years. And you can provide facts and details, but it's also just you honor the authenticity of the experience. And because of that, people are really compelled to listen. And so everything about your throat and about you speaking and storytelling is so true. And it's all, I mean, you have the throat directly connected to your identity. And that's the only place that your throat is connected to. So it's like everything is about speaking from your truth, speaking from your experience, speaking from who you are. And that's how you transform everyone else. It's how you lead um, and help others do the same. It's a really, really cool thing. And it's a huge strength because that is you. So know that your voice carries a lot of power. And you probably, I mean, you created a podcast. Of course, you know that you have a, you might not know, but you should know even if you uh, might not say it, that you do have a very, very compelling voice and, and have a lot to share through your voice. That's so funny because I used to hate my voice. <laughs> and then since, like, I hated my voice all my life. I was in speech therapy. And so I had, like, a connotation of my voice is horrible. I don't like it. And mm -hmm. I couldn't even listen to my first probably 10 podcast episodes. Like, to edit it was painful. And now I was just telling this to my friend, um, Kaylee the other day I feel so weird saying this but like I actually almost find my voice soothing so like when yeah. I'm back my podcast like it's just it's soothing because it is me so it feels like a home yeah. but it's just so funny because podcasting like made me find my voice and like yeah, I just, so that's funny, yeah. I'm that's just stepping into your power, right? Because you're excited about it, too. Yes, yes. And, that, and you love, like, self-love, like, the fact that you're going back to that gate 10, which I think is just so huge for you. Really knowing that and, and honoring yourself and being like, yeah, it's okay to love myself. It's okay to like how I sound and think that I'm great, because I am. That's all that we all, we all are. We're all amazing and have unique gifts and and some of yours which you have a ton but this throat this ability to communicate and manifest and really be a leader through that is is huge and and not to be taken lightly and and to know and to own um yeah huge i am going to completely jump because i'm being guided to this other area of your chart which is so funny because you have this 1949 and it's called the channel of sensitivity. And it goes from your roots. So if you go to the very bottom of the chart, the root over to the right side, which is the emotion center. It's called the gate of sensitivity. And you are the epitome of an empath. All tons of exclamation points after it. Like, ding, 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 ding. You have a magnetic sensitivity and are so compassionate, so sensitive people feel really safe in your company. And the really interesting thing about this, and I was like, I'm so happy, not happy, but it just validates human design to me that you have this because this channel 
often people who have this have a huge affinity to animals and if animals <laughs> have an affinity to them like it, like animals might gravitate towards you because you're so sensitive with this sensitive touch um you're reiki like people who have this um can be healers through their hands but also um receiving that like might be really great for you uh if community is super important for you a sense of community and that could be that could be online that could be input right but just fostering a sense of community where you feel seen is really really important um and you really help bring communities together and i see you doing this like <laughs> online you you have a way of webbing through like all of these people who are who are connected and not connected but are and and all of the, really creating this own community simply through being and being so authentic um, and, and this channel, because it's driven by the root to the emotions, it can have, can feel like it needs to reach out, um, to help and soothe other people or provide comfort because, uh, you are such an empath. Like every, every time I see this and like, make sure to give yourself time alone and to give yourself time to decompress because this is the person that you can go into a room with a blindfold and like be hypersensitive to everything and feel it. And even though your emotions are your own because you're defined, that doesn't mean that you're not super, super empathic and super, super aware of what someone else is experiencing. Even if it's your cats, right? Like, you know what they're experiencing. And, um, you feel everyone's emotions and wants and needs and you don't feel them as if they're your own, but you feel for mm -hmm. the other, right? You're very compassionate and you know how to meet their needs, but you gotta put yourself first because you can be the most empathic in the world, which is this beautiful gift. And there's no wonder you have, do you have 14 cats. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually what I was going to say is like yeah. what you said about the animals. Like I've had, so two we originally had, but the other 12, all five, I mean, they were all dying or like near death when they came to us or some weird event, like brought them to us. And so to you <laughs> <laughs> I was calling out for cats. No, yeah. really, they're, like, they're like, I, who can care for me as someone with a 1949. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. say it's like, a seductive pull. I think I read that somewhere that this, this channel is like the empath that your sensitivity is like a seductive pull for those in need. Um, and animals too, right? Like the animal thing is really, really fun with this because I mean, you've, you've healed all your cats, right? Like they're yep. all doing pretty well. Yeah, it was, it took a toll on me, but yeah, I, I healed them. And I mean, it makes like my empathic self was dying as I was like trying to care for these cats and I mean yeah even for people I was going to say like lately I have a waitressing job and that can either light me right up you know if like if the if the people are good and then other days it's like it just drains me and yeah. I do value my alone time during the day um and then at night too but like I've definitely found lately I need a lot more of it than like I ever did before but yeah so I I relate to that I always like feel 
just, yeah, <laughs> I feel, I feel like, like every emotion. And it was like funny what you said, like walking into a room with like a blindfold on, like, I, I won't even know who the people are. And like, I just walk in and I'm either like, oh, this will be a fun time or, oh, this is heavy. Like <laughs> there's something going on here. And then, yeah, so it's, I feel that. <laughs> And so much in your head center, like so many of the qualities that you have in your Asha, in your mind, in your head, or just knowing like that intuition, we're going to spend a lot of time in your spleen in a second, but your sensitivity and then also the need for alone time. So it's interesting because we are all, all of the chart, regardless of what you have colored in or not. And there's no such thing of like one person being more empathic than another. Of course you have this channel, so you are the ultimate empath, but people think that if they're totally defined that they're not super empathic because the white areas are where we really take on and amplify the others. But that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean we can't understand and feel. It just means that those feelings are our own. Those are coming from us versus knowing where we need proper boundaries. But for you, when we go over to your emotional center, water. Emotional water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have the 4037, which is also, it so reflects what you just said because gate 40 is the gate of aloneness and it really needs uninterrupted alone time. And then gate 37, I think a lot of people call it the gate of friendship and it really needs like community. So these <laughs> pull and push that needs alone time, but also needs community. And so it's good that you have the full channel because when sometimes when you just have the 40, it's like, you don't, you can just stay alone, but that yeah. is reaching you need needs the community. And this is, it's called the channel of community. And it's like, you view the world as one large family. You really are the glue to communities. You're very true to your word. Um, and you build bonds on trust and fairness and honesty. And um, your goal is really, it's like a very tribal channel. And you need the right, it's all about the right company and you being a four, six, which is your profile, which is kind of like your archetype. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but that's also community is huge for you in all ways, like really in not just community. Cause it's really important that you're not just around people to have people. It's like people who really understand you and see you and, um, are the right company. Cause that's where like fulfillment and success and just feeling really confident is and you can build community in so many ways I mean like I know that when I felt in my life not as held or supported in different communities and I have this same channel um I've gone a lot of different ways to find them one is online which you've built huge communities online and I've met so many I know a lot of my friends have been on your podcast <laughs> which means it's crazy that that like you know when you're in the correct community and you know when you feel held and feel seen and that's very important for you so don't underestimate the when something feels wrong or when you're doing something just because you should or you I know in the last episode we talked about um, different relationships and and kind of ideas we have around having to stay in relationships even if they're not working for us and if they're not really honoring us and how that can be challenging but Ultimately, it's it's doing what's best for us, and that honors everybody. That makes a lot of sense. And I was just gonna say, like you mentioned, online communities, and I know it gets like a lot of bad rap because people are like, "Oh, like yeah, but you don't 
you know, it's not the same as in person. And like the fact of the matter is I love the online communities because I can go on and connect with so many people and feel seen and supported because we have similar interests. We have, you know, like there's so much to talk about, so much to discuss. And then when I'm done, I log off and I'm alone. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm like forcing myself and I do have like in-person community, obviously, but like, that's what I love about online. Cause like, I'd never have met you if not for Mm -hmm. online. And I just adore you so much. And then when we're done talking, like I am going to be alone. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. I think it provides a perfect balance and like found me the community that I really needed. Like you and like you said, so many of your friends who have been on here and so many others, like it's just, it's insane. So I actually, yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, when I was in California, Mm -hmm. the two people that I stayed with, I originally met online through different things. One through a program, one through literally Instagram. One actually I did a session with originally and we became very, very good friends. And it's so crazy, this world where we can build these deep, deep friendships and, and connections with people that we don't necessarily meet in real life. But I think that the bonds can be even deeper then. This is for anyone who thinks that, who feels lonely. Cause a lot, I mean, we all feel lonely at times, right? No matter how surrounded you are, we all experience the same emotions in different ways and the same experiences. And like, you're never stuck in your current reality. And for you, before I get to your spleen, <laughs> um, you have the gate, you have three, not the gate, channel 360. If you go to the very bottom of your chart, I have this as well. And gate three is my conscious son. So it rules my life because it's basically about rapid transformation all the time. <laughs> and 360, it's called mutation, but it's one of three format channels. And so I thought I was going to start here, but other areas you kind of were like look at me but these format channels if you have one of these three they have an overriding impact on your entire design and it basically dictates how your life is going to be lived out and the motto I always tell people the motto of this channel is that dramatic changes and transformations equal personal growth school isn't working change your life is doing a 360 degree circle. You might be so set and excited about this one direction and then suddenly you're shifting. Like I give the example of my own life and because this is one of the most important, the important, most important gate of this channel because of that. It's like, because the format channel, these are very, very important for both of our lives. Um, there can be a randomness to your life or it's just like dramatic change. Like I like this and now I'm dramatically changing to this. And Patience is your biggest friend. Um, nature, music that are so- that's soothing to your mood is really, really important. Um, any like type of relationships, whether it's friends, whether it's romantic, whether it's family, they, they need to be adaptable and prepare for your erratic changes and experiences and growth because it can. So the main thing I want you to know with this is that like you can shift and grow so quickly because it's part of your nature, but that's going to push other people's buttons because people don't change that quickly. And generators often get stuck in being like, okay, well I got to stay in this, but no. And you've proven that to yourself over the year too, of just like what you've created, but also continuing to allow yourself to transition and transform with your name, with your brand, with everything, right? You're only going to continue to change. We're, uh, all we're all doing is changing and transforming and growing our whole lives. And the second that we're not, that's where we look at ourselves, right? Huge. 
Yeah. I'm like, I'm definitely the type, as you said, like even with my brand and my podcast, it's like just when I get to a place of almost like comfort or ease, suddenly it's like, I've got to change my Instagram handle or like, I've got to do this. And it always works out. And like, you know, once, once I get to a place where it feels right, it just feels right. Like I've never had the feeling of changing the name Let's Thrive. But, you know, before it was like I was constant, like, I don't know. So, yeah, I I can see where that comes into my life too, a few other ways too. And, yeah, and like you said, like, I don't know. Yeah, it was like wasn't happy in college, just like dropped out. Like things do s- seem to happen like rather rapidly for me, which makes me question sometimes like, is this right? And like, you know, I've heard of like riding the emotional wave before. I just don't always apply it. But so yeah. it's like I always sometimes think I'm like, well, is this too quick of a change and like I don't know that's one thing I do always like question like, I check in check in like three times yeah. is what I'd say let yourself it might be you might know very quickly it could be in 15 minutes you check in three times <laughs> you find clarity because you could be already in a neutral state but it could be a year where mm-hmm. you find that you're all over the place but about 65 to 85 but I mean would you say yourself that that was a bad decision what to leave? Oh, oh no, 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 no. Like the yeah. day I came home or it was actually like right after I signed the papers. Yeah. I've never felt like that sense of relief. It was crazy. I mean, like once I got home, I started to feel societal pressure, of course. And, pressure, and your own pressure. You have a defined yes. root. It's all about exactly. pressure. Yes. But yeah. like fundamentally, like I even said this the other day in a podcast recording, something about like even if I question myself, the one thing I know for certain is that like, I would, I would hate life if I was in college. Like I would just, I love to learn, but it's just not for me. So yeah, that's like one thing. It did happen very rapidly. I had a week to make up my mind, but like you said, like I was able to check in multiple times. Like when I was super high on the emotional wave, I was like, I've got to go. Then some days it'd be like, oh, I'm okay. But like that happened day after day after day. And by the sixth day when I had to decide to get my money back or not, I, it was just like, I knew I was like, yeah, yeah like I have to. So, yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. And you're such an example for like everyone to that you do know and that you should trust. And also like, I just, cause I've been fascinated recently with different generations because I'm I'm technically a millennial but I'm very much on the cusp of Gen Z so I'm finding myself in this like very weird in between but you're Gen Z and I think Gen Z is like the future in all ways and you not going to college because it was not right for you that's it's Gen Z (laughs) PSA to the world Gen Z is transforming (laughs) the world more than anyone right now in the best way and as a millennial Gen Z customer I'm like (laughs) endlessly inspired by tons of Gen Z's right now because I think that you are proving that this old way that I think millennials are very deeply ingrained in and that are are kind of pushing the boundaries in some ways but Gen Z they're really understanding oh yeah the world's not operating like that for me this is not I'm not getting stuck in what okay boomers yeah (laughs) all right so we're moving we're moving on but needed to say that because I think incredible and I just don't want you to ever doubt because I don't I think you know I think you you. know that that it's right and that's such a great it's so inspiring for so many and I don't think you even understand that um 
I'm going to just dabble really quickly into you being a four six because this is your profile and this is like your sun sign in human design. And so you are, what are you? I'm sorry, not in human design and astrology. You were born in January. You cap? Yes, yeah. I think so. Your yes. moon and your rising? Um, you know, you don't know. No, I can find it though. I have my chart still. All right. As you're looking for that though. So being a four, six, it's like compassionate humanitarian okay. teamwork togetherness. I've touched on this briefly about you having 3740, but very warm aura, really great social skills. You can really radiate in any environment. Um, but it's so important to have a community and audience that is receptive. That's where you come into your own. That's where you become this like wise beam of light because the four line, the four line is all about community. It's all about relationships. It's all about having a community that can help you prosper and grow and um, that your community wants you to succeed as much as you want to succeed. And then the sixth line, which is the unconscious line is the role model. And so you are a role model for so many, whether you know it or not. Other people, like I can see it, but you might not see it in yourself. But what's so important is that you have this community, you have these people, you um, are able to radiate and be that trailblazer that you are and then be this like wise, radiant human that just shines. And so that's, that's who you are. Um, the thing about four sixes is that they can um, if expectation isn't met or if they don't feel seen or felt or they can be very vulnerable in their communities and feel like they just like just have reactions um, or feel rejected or whatever. And so it's really important that people build trust with you and that so you can open your heart because with that you're like the warmest person ever and you shine. So Again, community is so huge. Friendship, community, um, and not just community for community's sake, but the one that can really hold and see you and support you. And yeah, because rejection can really, more than any other type, I would say, can really hurt four sixes um, or, or feeling left out or feeling abandoned or, you know, really being accepted and loved and supporting the community is good. but. Don't, don't let that turn into people pleasing because the right, the right people are there for you and that's where you can shine and, and the people that are around you should only want you to shine as much as you want them to shine, as much as you want yourself to shine, whether you say it or not, right? I think we all have this. If, if I can have any message in moving into 2020 for everyone, I just want, especially women, to be able to be okay with like speaking their dreams and, and be unabashed and in what they want and, and really declaring that. And then knowing that other people do want to support them. Right. I've been talking about this a lot with my friends. Like I only want my friends to be even better than I am that to succeed in all their goals and dreams, because that, that helps me, that helps us all. Like there's no competition. We're all, we all want to thrive, right? Let's thrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all want to thrive. We all want to be the best. And we only do that through allowing others to really step into their dreams and, and hold their dreams 
and support their dreams and, and create safe space so that they can speak and feel supported and not feel scared to voice what they really want. Yeah, no, I feel that when you were saying like the whole rejection thing, like I will get, I'm, that's where I'm so sensitive about that. I mean, like even in something as simple as like text messaging, like I, I'm so weird. Like I can feel almost like the emotion behind a text. And so I'm very, so since I'm so sensitive about that, like I just, I'm very, uh, you know, like when I text, I'm using emojis and exclamation points just because I'm so like emotional even in my text. Yeah. And so like even something like that, like I can so easily feel rejected or like someone's not seeing me. You know what I mean? Like they're just like yeah. eyes glazed right over. So yeah, I definitely, definitely feel that. Um, and in reaching out for a podcast interview or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like the few times where people like have turned it down, like I obviously understand and I respect it, but like, I still like, no matter how much I try to pump myself up afterwards, like I just feel so low. Cause I'm like, Oh, but like I tried so hard. So like, that's something I'm really trying to work through is just like, obviously like it's okay. Like, I'll try again in a couple months and maybe their perspective will change. Like, so that's, yeah, something I'm really. And it's not this something better. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Someone else that, because ultimately you don't want someone in the end who doesn't want to be there. You don't want that energy. So, um, but yeah, it's very real. So just know it's real, but it's like, it's so important that those right people are surrounding you because those people that aren't going to be right, are only going to feed into that feeling of all of those feelings that you just explained. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to dive into your spleen. I've been waiting for this the whole time. Okay. <laughs> your only undefined center in all of your chart. And this is, I have an undefined spleen. This has transformed my life. This has transformed my whole perspective on my health on why I have health, the health issues I do. The first place I look for anyone who has chronic health issues mm-hmm. or who has challenges with their health is the spleen. The spleen is the center of health, of well-being, of intuition. It's also the center of fears. Um, it connects to every single center except for the mind and the head. And um, it's not connected to the emotion center, but it can be through, through others. But it, it's also the source of our dramas in life, our life experience, our pleasures, our pain, our spirituality. And when you have an undefined or open spleen, like you do, you literally are quite like a medical medium. Like you can diagnose other people's stuff in their bodies. But remember, when you have an open center in any way, those are places where you amplify the other. You can not only take on someone else's physical experience, but you can make it even greater. This has, oh, it, tra- it changed everything. So um, it can also be psychic, like very intuitive. So those experiences that you were saying, the spleen, since it is our intuition, you pick up on everything. And remember, this isn't necessarily yours though. So a lot of what I see with open spleens, it's like, it is very, very important that you have super strong boundaries around what you're consuming not like food wise but like content people 
who you're around and what their health is. Because even like reading about someone else's health issue and, and how they're experiencing, you can take that on in your body and experience it as if it's your own. And it can manifest to be real. I have seen this, I'm just using my own personal experience and the experience from a lot of people I know with open spaces. When I go down self-diagnosing more and more through others' experiences, it takes me away, one, from the strength, and especially for you, you're defined everywhere else, like all of what is you in the body. And that thing can not only magnify, but amplify. So I always think the areas that are white, you can be the most loud there. You can be the spleeniest of the spleen there, right? It's not areas, so anyone that has lots of white centers, they can be the most loud in those areas because they're picking up on everything and amplifying it. Um, so it also rules the lymph and the immune system. And uh, when you become ill, when you have an open spleen, I always say that like anyone with a defined spleen, traditional routes of medicine like Western medicine and things that can work really well for you. When you have an undefined spleen, you do much better with like gentler, more holistic modalities, um, really taking it slower, knowing that you do have the ability to feel deeply well in your body, but also knowing that you might experience discomfort in your life. It, to some extent, you don't have to feel tons, but people with open spleens and undefined spleens are so sensitive and they're constantly picking up on other people. So it's in understanding how to take that and choose it and turn it into wisdom. I'm learning it myself. I mean, I still experience it every day. And this is why I always look at the open areas for like, what are you doing in your life? What are you passionate about? What are you teaching? And so much of you is about wellness, right? Like overall wellness. And of course it is, because look at how undefined your spleen is. You have one gate. Um, when you know that you can ride an experience out and that you know that you can, you do better with like these holistic modalities, right? You do better with um, gentler forms and natural remedies. You can do, you can do traditional medicine too, but it's not usually going to be the be all end all. There's a multi-pronged approach because there's so much going on. And there's a lot to do with fear too, because when you have an open spleen or undefined spleen, you can quite literally like feel and amplify the fears of other people, which can create disease and dysfunction and all of that in the body. And the spleen is the most ancient survival system. So every like animals and plants have human design charts too. Plants have three centers, animals have five. All the types have a spleen, though. It's like what kept us safe from the tigers, it, what keeps us alive. But our fears in the spleen are mainly to keep us alive. They're not to like keep us from doing things, but we take them on in day-to-day -day life as if responding to the emails like a tiger is chasing after us, which is not true. Um, for the spleen, self-care is one of the greatest gifts. One of the absolute greatest gifts you can learn because your ability to care for your own body and well-being can make you like the most wise healer and self-care teacher. 
because you've had to experience it and you understand what not only your body is doing, but what other people's bodies are doing. Um, but yeah, it's like so many and you have, what do you have? Gate 32. So gate 32 is, can be overwhelmed by change can be kind of like the fears. <laughs> um, but the high expression, it's so, it's so interesting because so much of what's in your head, this knowing, it's like here to have the intuition and wisdom to know that something can be transformative and successful and knowing that the value needs to be seen though. So it's less about doing and pushing and more about evaluating what's, what's going to be the right thing to do. What's going to be successful. And the thing is, <laughs> the spleen fear in this case can kind of have the fear that someone else is going to take their dream and um, make it successful. But if you take it, it's going to fail. It's like the fear of change, the fear of knowing the genes, but it, the highest expression is knowing that you don't have to do necessarily anything. And the power is recognizing which dreams are worthy of going after and, and which ideas that you have and what your intuition is about what can be released. But I mean, overall, and, and I always want to say, because I, um, human design can, can guide every area of your life, but like, I'm not a medical practitioner. I don't guide. I can tell you what I will probably touch on like digestion and things like that in your chart, but this, I'm not telling you that this is what you need to do or like trying to diagnose something or anything like that. That's not my expertise. I'm telling you that based on your human design, you are incredibly sensitive and health can be an area that can be really challenging, but it also can be the area that can be turned to the greatest wisdom, right? Where our, where our wound, where the cracks are, where the light goes in. And especially um, being a four, six, the six line, this role model line, there are three distinct phases in life, the zero to 30 is one of them, then 30 to 50, then 50 on. 50 on is where the ultimate role model or whatever comes, but zero to 30, you have more experiences than most have in their entire lifetime. I have a, I'm a 6'2", two, too. I'm a 6'2", so I have a six line, you're a four six. you have a six line. Your first 30 years are crazy. Just experience after experience, and you have this wisdom, like, wise beyond your years. But with that, I see that with having an undefined spleen, it's like a lot of who you are, what you have to teach, what you're experiencing have to do with this health. And then also relying back on what's true in you, your power, your gut, your emotions, everything in your chart is defined. I mean, all of this, you have so much, not only capability and strength, but just are so, so you. And then you have this area that's really loud. And it's screaming because it's everything else. It's all the conditioning. It's all the other people. And it's you too. So I don't ever want someone to say like, what do you mean I'm open? I am experiencing this like, no, yeah, you're experiencing even more than other people because you're open, right? That's why it's so loud. But it is such a gift and such an amazing thing to start to look at. And I'll just give some advice with this area I would start to notice um let's just talk about social media because this was a huge one for me 
the number of people that uh, you're following or consuming content that are going through their own health journeys. And notice how you start to feel after that and if you self-diagnose based on that or whatever because it can be one of the most harmful things. I, I had to mute a ton of accounts and things because I couldn't, because I it would manifest even more in my body. And I found that disconnecting from that and just knowing, yeah, I'm going to have, you know, as a manifesting generator, generator, when you know certain things aren't aligned, your gut's probably going to flare, but it can and will get better. And especially using all of the tools, medicine, the people that are actually practitioners and know what they're talking about, like all those things and those things that feel right to you using your strategy and authority. Uh-uh, that's not the approach that's going to heal me. My emotional wave says no, even though all of these shoulds, you know, this is the best doctor, the best, it's a no, then it's a no. And you, you are your own healer. You heal from knowing what's right in your body. But other people's stuff is only going to amplify what's going on. And I like, ah, so I swear, yeah. like, I'm just going to stop because that was a lot. And I'm, <laughs> I can feel, I can feel the sacral moving. And <laughs> well, yeah, I was just going to say, I think, you know, when I first got on Instagram, it was definitely a lot of that. Like everybody, everybody is going through something right now. If they're on Instagram, it seems almost. And uh, so a lot of it, I think, was coming from that. And then I'd say it was something like six months, like someone else mentioned that to me. And I was like, okay, yes, I am definitely, that's definitely what's going on. And so I, I actually feel as though I, I don't do that anymore because I realized, like once I had that aha moment, it was like, it's almost like my mind glazes over it. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I see their unique issues and then I see how different mine are. And um, yeah, like it's just crazy. Like what you were saying, everything with the spleen, like makes sense with me. Um, like my lymph, my lymph, no, lymphatic, whatever. Yeah, lymphatic, yeah, system in my immune system um, aren't my two like weak points uh my immune system obviously like I had well I had chronic hepatitis c uh and my immune system was just like insane I'm like it was a mess from fighting this off for you know it was it was triggered probably like I think two years ago whoops Mm -hmm. so it's my immune system was like wrecked and then my like lymph, like everything, I'm so like when I got my first massage, it was insane. Like, you know what I mean? Like the release of yeah. everything. And I actually got um an infrared sauna because like I just I needed like another way to like drain. You know what I mean? Like to get things yeah. moving. And I was I just felt so stagnant. And that's definitely helped. Um, but yeah, like those are my two weak points. And so when I got the hep C, like when I was diagnosed, I was automatically, I'm like, I'm not doing any treatment because I swear like it'll be worse for me than just living with this. But um, everyone was like, for the, the thing was that the treatment for it, it's like a cure. Like it's, it's like the cure all and there's only one treatment for it. And if you don't do it, there's a lot of scary stuff that can happen. So like I had so much noise, like 
telling me to go on it, go on it, go on it. And it was just like overwhelming. And then I got scared too. You know what I mean? And so I just, I did the treatment and, um, I felt like good after it. Um, but then like, so I thought like, oh, this is the end. Like I'm, I'm going to be good now. Like, cause they were saying that's what was causing my gut issues and my hormone issues, which makes sense. Like my immune system was constantly on fire, but like I hadn't actually shared this anywhere yet, but like, it's so weird. And I know it's not the placebo effect because I was feeling so good after treatment. Um, but I'd say in probably like the last four weeks, like all my symptoms are like slowly coming back and it's kind of like nerve wracking because you know, it wasn't like before where you're constantly thinking about it. Like these are like re-entering and it's like taking me by surprise of like, like what the hell? I (laughs) I thought I was done with this. Like I'm supposed to be healed, but it's like, I don't know. I just, I have, (laughs) I have that bad feeling that something else is popping up now. And I mean, I knew even before, like some of my test results were showing uh, different, like an autoimmune thing. And Mm -hmm. they were like, well, that could be triggered by the hep C. And I was like, ah, okay. Like, sure, maybe. And like, yeah, so I don't know. It's weird. Like now things are starting to pop up again. And I've just been thinking lately about how like, (laughs) like I'm just so over Western medicine because like it's done nothing but screw with me. I mean, yeah, like hopefully it healed the hep C, uh, however it does that. But like, yeah, so it was interesting you said that because lately I've just been thinking like whatever's going on now, like I've I've got to like look inside <laughs> um, and do some more holistic approaches. This is the hardest part, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't say what's going on in your body, right? I can't do any of that. I can only say that I like so deeply see and feel you. And I don't talk often about my own, <clears throat> my God, my throat, my own health journey and things, because I've been very conscious to um, not speak about when I'm in it. Right. And when mm-hmm. I'm still figuring it out, because it doesn't, then it creates, it perpetuates a narrative for me that I am a sick person one, but also that I have to stick with something or, or like carry this, like I'm indebted to speak about it, which, which I don't, but I've seen countless doctors receive countless diagnoses and all these different ways, tried some protocols, didn't, and and have experienced a full range of like totally debilitating symptoms, like had so many rock bottoms over the past couple of years. So I just, like, I feel you so deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, And having an open spleen as well, like I, it can be very challenging when you think that something's getting better or like that something is better and you find relief and then something else pops up. And I so looked for answers outside of myself for so long. And I don't have the answers for myself now. I have some of them that I know and I know I need to actionably make certain steps, but I, I just wanted someone to tell me what I had and then do something about it. But I know that especially people that are as intuitive as we are and sensitive and know that there's such a connection with the mind, with the body, with the emotions, with everything, that there's so much more than just, oh, this is the diagnosis, take these pills or do this protocol or you know, things could always pop up. So 
just know, like, know how not alone you are, but also know that you, you've known and you've been so aware of your body and you probably know areas in your life that might, might be working, might not be working. You probably are guided certain directions for things. Um, and that, again, I talked right in the beginning that we're in this 1212 portal thing that has been insane for ev everyone I've talked to, every client I've had, everyone that things from the past 10 years, stuff that like wounds, like core deep stuff that we've been dealing with. And for people that health is one of the main things, right? That can be really scary. So the spleen fears pop up, like what this is coming back again, back to square one, but it really wants to be seen. And it wants to be seen by you. Mine wants to be seen by me. I mean, any, whatever you're dealing with, you, it might not be the health stuff, right? It might, if you have other areas, um, it might be like desire going after what other people's desires and having an open heart center and really not needing to prove anything. It might be um, throat and feeling like you need to get your point across and having this open throat and realizing that you don't, you don't have anything to prove or speak upon or you're really supposed to be so wise about communication in all the forms, but you don't need to have your voice be heard in every situation. We all come in with these lessons and these things that we need to navigate and these challenges that ultimately are where the light comes in are ultimately where we share the light, but it can feel dark and scary and um, it, I, I hated for a while having this, undefined spleen I when I speak to most people about their health stuff it's like what the heck why does this keep happening but knowing that there's so much more and it does make sense and then understanding strategies and routes to really tap back into us make it so much easier but it's it can be and it is your greatest source of strength your greatest source of wisdom it's both the challenge and the wisdom. So, so the whole journey is just like knowing that and also knowing that other people's stuff, this person is really sick over there. You might not want to be hanging out with them right now or talking about their illness, right? Um, but it's incredible. It's an incredible source of wisdom. Your intuition, just from the things that you told me, is so on point. And everything in your chart, it's like total humanitarian. Like, know who you are. You're such an incredible speaker you have this knowing this intuition this just like pure knowing about things that is so profound that you, you can't underestimate this incredible sensitivity um this inc i mean epitome of an empath this power that's directly connected with being lit up um and all of these other things that create who you are and so much more and then the final little thing, a couple little things. Um, you don't do well with routine. He <laughs> doesn't do well with you. So structure, you can have some sort of structure, but I mean, we're all like, there's so much rhetoric around, you know, you gotta have a morning and an evening routine and stuff. I'm not a routine person either. Um, some people thrive, but you actually don't thrive. Let's thrive. So, so finding practices that you like whenever I see a non-routine person, it's like, if you have a morning routine or something that you like, great. But if you feel like it's a chore and you have to do it, don't do it. It's not going to help you. Same with eating. This has to do with eating as well. 
non-routine person, maybe one day you want 17 meals, maybe the next day you want two, maybe you want to have breakfast at 6 a.m., maybe you want to have it at 10 a.m., like people with who are routine people, they do better, you know, having, knowing if they want five square meals and having the meals around be same two hours every day, but you, it's like really intuitive and really tapping into what you need each day. Um, and you also do well with a more like fluid environment. So not being in the same place every day, like going to work the exact same thing every day, like being able to be home and then being able to go here and then being able to go here. Like that, that really helps you in your day. Um, you also have a strategic mind, which means focusing on one thing at a time is actually very helpful. Like having too much stimulation in tons of different areas is not, which is hard in yeah. the mind. <laughs> You also have low sound. So this is very interesting. This is your determination. And um, this has to do with how you digest life. So not only food, but like information. And you have a lot of actually similarities in your chart because I'm a low sound person as well. This literally says that noise is the thing that's going to hurt digestion or digesting information more than anything else. It's like music on, having other things. Some people, it's like, they can't have light. They're low light people or they're high light people. Some people are high sound people, so it does better. Some people are nervous people, so do better with like motion and kind of like energy around. But you're a low sound person, so having it be quiet is good for you. <laughs> so, okay, because I always listen to a podcast when I eat, when I'm home, yeah. Yeah. alone. But like, yeah. I don't know, because some it's weird because sometimes like I'll realize as I'm eating, I'm – uh, un, like for some reason I'm very agitated and I'll realize that like the noise is just grating on me so I either have to like I found a few podcasts actually where I think their voice is soothing enough mm-hmm. that it's like it soothes me but like I don't know yeah it's weird I need to yeah because if I don't have a podcast on then like my mind just goes like a hamster wheel and I'm just yeah. like okay I've got to do this this and this yeah yeah so I think it's like finding the right podcast. Soothing, yeah. Cause I'm not, a, you yeah. know, people will be like, you can't, you have to have noise canceling headphones. No, I don't, be- I'm not like <laughs> to the ground. There's no that it, this is more just test out. And because of the rest of your chart, soothing music is really, really important for you. I think mm-hmm. because of your 3740, that channel, like having sounds that align with how you're feeling is going to be really, really helpful. Um, but then you are a specific manifester. So being specific about what you want and you don't need to know exactly what you want, but like writing down specific qualities, vision boards, things like that, that can help you. That can actually be really fun because it can make you feel more excited about things. Uh, Other people aren't, I'm not specific, so I'm not supposed to do that, but you are, that really, really helps you. So you don't necessarily have to know exactly what, but it's like, I want to go on a trip to this place. Then you find pictures and you envision what it's like. And you think about, I want it to be on a beach and this place or whatever, but that can get you excited. And that can get you excited to bring the manifestation in, to bring that thing that you want in. Yeah. You just, you have, I mean, I could go on forever. <laughs> Obviously we've already gone on what for like an hour and a, no hour and a half hour. yeah yeah I've loved it though oh my gosh yeah and what you said about the specific manifesting that's funny because I at the beginning of 2019 I wrote a list of things I like wanted to manifest I didn't know what I was doing yeah I wrote it down and I'd say probably like 
75% of it came true. And it was like weird stuff. Wow. Specific places I wanted to travel, like Austin, Texas, which is like, I don't even like the South. Like, God, I want to go there. And it was like, because I randomly went there with an internet friend, I got diagnosed with the hep C. Like, I don't know. It's so weird. Like, yeah. So I, but I never knew. I was like, but am I specific? Am I not? Like, I don't know. I didn't know. So that's helpful. Now I'm going to get to work. (laughs) I can't, I mean, that's so amazing to me because I'm not a specific. So I always ask, like whenever I say these things that it's not based on my experience, I've learned about every other type through obviously learning and reading and consuming every single pit of content I could ever get my hands on. But the experience and actually speaking to people that are different types and learning from their experience, because I can read your chart and tell you about you, but just having it so clearly mirrored back, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, there's no, you know, I've always had doubt. I've, I'm a Virgo moon slash what's in my chart. It's like, I need to know everything about something and kind of have proof and, and be able to put something in my language and communicate it. Um, and, and feel like it's received too, because I'm not just, it's not just some crazy system, right? When I hear that, especially because I'm not specific, that those things work though, which I hear from so many specific people. It's just like, it blows my mind because it does work like that. And then when I free up non-specifics, be like, oh no, actually vision boarding or knowing exactly what you want is not going to help you. You're like, oh, thank you. what it did for me. So it's just like, we are so, if we kind of wrap up because we could go on forever. I mean, you are incredible. You go back to trust, respond, know that you got to be lit up by what you do, right? Really excited about it. If you're not, if you're responding to those things, not in alignment, not based on that emotional wave, um, it's not for you. But also just know that we all came in with like all of the potentials. And we all came in with all of the chart. We all are everything, but just our way of navigating the world and our strengths are all a little bit different. And you have so many, and we only touched on some of them because you have so many more. But who you are is very strong and your identity is very strong regardless of your conditioning. And we've been told and taken kind of away from that. But just like know not only how powerful you are, but know that this is just like another glimpse into probably what you know deep down, probably what you feel, and that it can give you permission to continue to step into your fullest potential and to ultimately what you want to do. Because you're here to have fun. You're here to play, truly. And other people are scared and in their wounds and want to take us away from that. So it's just like coming back. I know who I am. I know it feels right. I know I'm here to have fun and you're here to show other people that they can too. So I love that. You are amazing. Next level. Like I just, I, I feel like I I'm on like the highest tide of good energy right now. I mean, I just, I'm so blessed to know you. (laughs) Thank you. Like this was amazing. This is my first time doing this on a podcast. So (laughs) I love it. I kind of black out when I'm doing them too. So I hope it sounds okay. <laughs> it will. It will. I'm sure. I'm so excited. Like I just, cause now like I can listen back to it too. Like I know like next time I'm 
really, really low. Like, I'm just going to listen to this because it's, you can't help but smile when somebody's like speaking all of your truth to you. Like, and smiling is like the best medicine. So it's just like, yeah, it feels like a coming home. When you have you- something in your chart that's about your smile. That's oh. what I'm at. Yeah, you have a gate. It's like you have a winning, distinctive smile. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, literally, part in your chart talks about your smile. <laughs> well, that's great. No. It was. It doesn't really matter. All I know is that it's a huge aspect of who you are and it's important in that you radiate joy to other people through that. And so one, thank you. I'm just a reflection of you. You're just a reflection of me. I'm so glad that hopefully it can do to you what the system's done to me. I know so many and, and yeah, I'm, I'm so glad and I'm so happy to be able to do this and just like for you to be yourself and for you to know that it's okay to feel all the things that you feel and that we're all human and we're all doing the best we can, but we ultimately don't have to live out the stories that we've been told because they're not ours to tell. Amen to that. I love it. (laughs) Where can people find you if they want to reach out and you have lots of free information on your, you have your human design page too, but then if they're interested in a reading and hey this makes a great gift people too like i if you know what i mean like i'm sure if yeah. they wanted to do that they could orchestrate something with you but yeah I- a lot of people actually reach out for gifts recently so i'm trying to figure out i mean you can reach out and we can set up like a gift card type thing but i'm gonna try to figure out how to do that myself but my two instagram accounts one is human design lady and one is Namaske, N-A-M-A-S-K-A-Y-Y-Y. That one may or may not change soon. I'm not quite sure, but it may. <laughs> um, in both of my bios, I have links to schedule. So uh, there will be more offerings probably soon. I'm also, haven't formally announced it, but I am doing it. I'm also mentoring and coaching people for many different reasons. Wait, this is so- this is so funny. Oh my, when we were starting, okay, and you're talking, I was like, I just got this like thought that passed through my head. I was like, I would love to be mentored and coached by her. And I was like, I'm going to ask her at the end if she's ever going to consider doing this, doing that. And that's so weird. Cause like, I, I don't like being coached by people. <laughs> so this, okay. So sorry to interrupt. I just, that was so yeah. weird. Wow. That's such a good thing because I, it's only, I have been planning this for a while and I've had multiple people reach out and I've been undercover mentoring, like doing human design, like doing multiple sessions, but putting together formal programs. And, um, I, my authority will tell me exactly the time to launch, but I am doing that. And so if you are interested and you hear this, you can reach out. Um, but yeah, because ultimately the reason that I want to do that and the reason that I am so passionate about not only human design, but like what I do is not just human design. I will use human design to facilitate other things, but I know a lot of systems, but I also just like know how important it is that you address the individual because people have programs, people coach, people do things based on their format. And I will know two people are ever the same. 
right? How you're going to find success and how you're going to live down your path and, and achieve your dreams, whether it's business, whether it's podcast, whether it's health, whether it's all of these things is going to be very, very different from someone else. So yes, I mean, I'm doing that. And thank you for being the intuitive person that you are and already knowing. Um, and then I'm also, I'm planning on launching more courses and hopefully group things and programs. And just, I have a lot of things that are bubbling for 2020. Nothing is in fruition yet, but I'm excited. And I just, I think it's going to be a great year for us all. I think so too. I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And yeah. Not only is that our longest episode to date, I believe, but what a neat one. What a fun one, huh? I haven't really done one. Or wait, did I? No, I don't think I did. So that was just real fun for me. And I just really hope it was fun for you. Like, I know I love listening to podcasters get like their charts read or get grilled because it's so interesting. Like, you, like I have to own my shit now that it's out in the public. Like, I have hundreds of you that are now, you can now come on Instagram and remind me, like, hey, I thought you had, you have to ride the emotional roller coaster before you decide. So if I ever come on my stories and I'm like, hey, should I fly to Florida tomorrow night? Like, you only live once, yellow. Be like, no, 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 no. Ride the emotional roller coaster. And if you still want to fly to Florida next week, you can do it, okay? I, I'm trying to hold myself accountable, but <laughs> I will let you guys hold me accountable too. If you resonated with something in this, like also let Katie or I know. We love to discuss. We love to connect with our community. We're just like little social butterflies. So honestly, hit us up. Katie is on Instagram at the human design lady and at Katie Calder underscore. I'm on there at thrive underscore on life and at let's thrive podcast. So as always, if you leave a rate review or subscribe to the podcast, it means so much. It makes me smile, makes me happy makes me dance around my kitchen because it knows that I have you guys supporting me and appreciating the work that I put into this and know in return that I appreciate you and I would give you a big hug if I could. And maybe someday I will. Maybe we'll meet in real life. Who knows? But until then, thank you for listening and I'll chat soon.